Hey, you guys. What's up? It is Kiana LaRose. I am back with another episode of Girl Talk Tendencies, y'all. Y'all, I'm trying, okay? I'm pushing forward. I'm trying. The days have been wrong, okay? The days have been wrong. The dates, everything. But at least I'm trying to get episodes out. Today... Today, 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 we're doing a part one, y'all. So, right now, I think we have two part one episodes. So, part twos will be coming up, y'all. Y'all get a longer episode for um season three, which means more than ten. You know, we ain't going into season four for just a little bit, you know? So, okay. Today, we are talking about breaking generational curses and protecting your children from trauma. Okay, y'all? So, disclaimer, I am not a parent. I am not a parent. But I think even as an uh, adult now, because I'm 20, growing and knowing that I want a family... I think daily about how I'm going to break generational curses and how I'm going to try to protect my kids in any way possible. So let's just get this episode started. So if you guys don't know, this episode is sponsored by Anchor, okay? Also, I am doing $25 sponsors for any influencer or any um small business. $25 to be sponsored in my episodes. Now, let's get this started. Okay, y'all. I think growing up as like a little girl in the hood, my parents were married. Um, but my mom did die, as you all know. But my parents were married and my dad, he had a he has a federal job, so he um had had he was bringing in money. My mom, she had like a candy store, but she was bringing in y'all in the hood. She was bringing in ten thousand dollars just off a candy store. At least I want to say a week or a month. That's all I remember. She's bringing in ten thousand dollars. So you know, as a little girl, we were living quite amazing. You know. But we were still in the hood, okay? We were still in the hood. Family still in the hood. Everything. Um, my aunt, she's the only one that was, like, close to the hood. But, like, not that much violence was in her neighborhood, you know? So I would like to call it, like, the suburbs. Okay? But as a little girl, as I was saying... I wanted to be a mother and I wanted to be married because I have a little sister. So when my mom died, I just grew to taking care of my grandma and I grew to taking care of my little sister. But I knew my mom and dad was married and my goal was I want a family. I want to be married. I don't want to be a baby mama. None of that. And I'm not, thank God, you know. You know, God is protecting you, girl, over here. So, even 
each year I'm growing older and I'm learning more and more about life. I'm learning more and more and watching other people's parents and I'm having different friends, different types of friends who's raised different ways. And not only that, but I'm experiencing trauma and I'm learning their trauma. So then I have on one side seeing this trauma going on around me and seeing other people's trauma affecting them and kind of knowing the curses that's in my family. I wouldn't necessarily call it a curse. But I'm going to say this. My mom's side of the family, I was raised by literally my whole life um, for a good 19 years. So being around them, I saw the women catering to the men. Taking care of the men. Um, Like, putting the men before them. Like, very, like, old school, traditional. And growing up, I was like, (laughs) like, I'm not waiting on this man to come so I can eat. I'm I'm about to eat, you know. I am not about to wait for this man to come to my house. So, then when he get his plate, everybody going to eat. No. No, like, I want to eat. Like, I'm a, I'm a kid. Why don't the kids eat first? Why do we have to wait till the men come so we can eat? You get what I'm saying? So, just growing up around that, it made me, like, no. Like, I want my, like, it made me want to be independent. Independent woman. Now, my the women in my family, they're very strong, you know, but they still are very traditional women. And they, I don't know how to say it. It's, I was taught as a young girl, and it really affected me for a long time that, my job was to cook and clean. You know, taking care of my grandma, she was like, like, she was teaching me how to cook and stuff. And she was like, as a girl, you're supposed to learn how to cook so you can get a husband. As a woman, you're supposed to learn how to clean so your house won't be dirty. And your husband, you will find a husband and you'll have kids. So I was always taught to cook and clean. That was the woman's job. Cooking and cleaning. Okay? Okay. But also, the women in my family, they didn't they never held their sons to a certain standard. Like me and my uncle rest his soul, he died. I couldn't stand him. He was 50 years old, living with his mother, which was my grandmother. And he had four kids. They were all grown. And he didn't have a job. He was living off of my grandmother. 
you know, trying to call himself the man of the house, but his kids who are in different states of the country are calling, like, can I speak to my dad? And he'd be like, tell them I'll call them later. Like, not giving a care about his children. You know, and that to me was like, no, like, it just made me disgusted. And I saw it with several women in my family where their sons could literally be grown in bums. But you can't say nothing to their sons. For some reason, they never held their sons accountable. But when it came to the women in the family, when it came to the girls in the family, we were held accountable for making sure the house was straight, making sure people were eating, making sure you get what I'm saying. We making sure the women are taking care of what needs to be taken care of, and the men, oh, do whatever. And it's like no, like so. I want my goal is to break that. You know, I want my man to be successful. I'm not about to, but I did come into even growing up I'm like I will be okay with making more than my husband as long as he's bringing in a certain amount and it has to be that certain amount nothing less because I want to live good and I want my kids to have a great childhood and I want to know if I ever fall off if I ever quit Yes, we still going to have some money for me working, but I want to know, can we live off of my husband's salary and still be living great? You know? So I do have a certain standard. I want my husband to work, but it has made me growing up, you know, like, I have to hustle because I'm not dependent on any man to take care of me. You know, and it even goes down to who eats first. I don't believe the man should eat first. I don't. My children should eat first. And the reason I say that is your kids are literally, you will love unconditionally. A man can leave today or tomorrow. But you still might have your kids who love you to death. Stick by your side if you do right by them. So my thing is, why should this man eat first if my kids not? My kids are going to be the most important thing to me. If, if I got in a relationship right now and the man was like, who would you put first? Me or your kids. Honey, I'm expecting you to say you putting your kids before me. And I'm hoping you expect me to say I put my kids before you. No man is that great in my eyes. Okay. No man is that great. So, I do have generational curses I want to break. 
where the woman does not have to be the housewife. The woman can be the go-getter, the breadwinner. But the man has to bring in some bread too. You know, we're not putting men first. We putting ourselves and our children first. Period. And that's something I saw in my mom. That was a difference I saw in my mom. My mom thought about the children first and her money. You know, my mama loved my daddy. My mama loved her some of my daddy. But my mom was a go-getter. She couldn't have less than a thousand dollars. No, less than eleven thousand dollars. In her wallet. I'm sorry if y'all hit the point. She could not have less than $11,000 in her pocket. If she had less than $11,000, y'all, she would freak out and need some more money. Okay? She didn't care about my daddy job. She wanted her own money. Because what happened if my daddy would have left? You get what I'm saying? So, that's me breaking my generational curses is putting my kids first, putting myself first, putting my money first. Okay? Putting my money first. And I want my kids to have a great childhood. You know, I want my kids to live in a great and safe neighborhood. But I want my kids to remain humble. So with that going on, I want my kids to come to the hood and visit family. You know, like... I will teach my kids they are no better than anybody else. No matter the money or anything. You are no better than the next person. Period. Because that's how I was raised. Because you can have it all today and lose it all tomorrow. Trust me. I know it. I personally know that. You can have it all today and lose it all tomorrow. So. I want my kids to. Remain my future kids to remain humble and be safe and still live life and know their family. Okay, so yes, y'all. So now we're going on to protecting children from. Childhood trauma. Okay. Okay, y'all. So, protecting your children from childhood trauma. Y'all, growing up, I experienced a lot. I experienced my uncle getting cut in the basement. I knew what they were doing in the basement, smoking drugs. You know, um, my cousin getting drunk, abusive relationships. um, What you call that? 
another cousin being shell shock and having moments of mania. Um, I've experienced a lot. You know, um, knowing my parents is going to die. Um, people selling drugs, you know, a lot. And it's because I'm from the hood, you know, but most importantly, molestation molestation and perverts you know that's most important that I have witnessed um a lot of mental illnesses in my family a lot of money hungry people you know so Depression, you know, so dealing with that it taught me to be someone growing up, it was like I didn't accept that that was something that could be brought on to me. If I knew several people in my family were addicted to drugs. I stayed away from drugs. Y'all, I don't even smoke weed. It's unattractive to me. Because I've seen my family be addicted to crack. And because they got over their addiction to crack, all they could do was smoke weed all day. So, weed is just disgusting. Alcohol. I know my limits, you know, and even when I go over my limit, I try to be aware of everything that's going on because people were violent in their alcoholism and it scared me. It made me angry, but also Realizing the people, everybody, the person, everybody loves in your family could be a pervert and a molester when no one is watching. And it makes you look around your entire family and wonder, did this person get affected by him too? And that was my hardest one. I I won't go into detail about it because, like I said, I'm still not ready to share my story. I feel like sharing that story, baby, that would get so many plays and stuff. But it's not about plays. It's really about me healing. Okay? So... Going through that part of 
perverts in a family and everything. It made me like literally thinking about like if I have kids at night, I don't care if I'm married, I will lock my kids in that room because I don't want my husband to get up in the middle of the night and I don't know who I'm sleeping with and he goes in and traumatizes my children. That's a scary thought. And I thought about it for a long, 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 long time. And I don't want my kids, I don't want to have girls and have to tell them when somebody comes over, oh, go change your shorts. Your shorts are too short. Because I'm thinking men are preying on my children. I shouldn't have to have that fear. But it's been installed in me. So, my thing is, and I was just talking about this. I don't want people staying at my house. Let's say I have kids and I'm dating. You will not be spending the night unless we're married. And you show me. How great of a man you are and how you want to protect my children and not harm my children. That's just that's just fact. A lot of people will not be around my children. Only the people that I truly trust and I know have not hurt me, harmed me, made me feel uncomfortable, judged me. I don't want my kids to go through judgment every time someone comes around. I don't want my kids to feel uncomfortable in their bodies. I don't want my kids to blame themselves if anything happens. So, protecting them from that side is educating them. Like, like, even, like, when they get to start talking and learning things. I want to teach them that whatever adult tells you it's a secret, you still tell me that secret. Know your private parts and know that these people, nobody can touch it but you. Nobody can touch your private parts except you. That's what I want to teach my children. Okay, tell me if you feel like you're uncomfortable around a person. That person will never come back to our house. Like, I want my kids to be straight, honest with me. Never scared to tell me anything that has happened to them or that is happening to them or changes in their body or anything. Okay, that's what I want my children to be. That is a part of a childhood trauma that, personally, for me, is most important. Okay, so, I'm black. Growing up black in in the hood, on the news, every day you see a black person get killed. 
y'all, I did a podcast on Elijah McClain. But the more I had saw black people get killed for no reason, um, cops killing people, you know, it really traumatized me. And I used to be like, I don't want a son. I do not want a son because they will only see the color of his skin. And I don't have, I don't want to worry about my child not coming home. But then it started happening with the black women too, you know, more and more black women. And I'm like, I want kids. This can't scare me from having kids. But I don't want to traumatize my kids. But I do want my kids to know that they are black. Whether they part black or or whatever. They're still black. And they have to be safe. They have to know how to act with the police. They have to know how to act outside. They have to know what to do if you feel like something's going to happen. You know? And that's another part of trauma that I want to protect my kids from. I don't want my kids to... Also, the abusive part. I don't want my kids to ever see me weak. I want them to know that everybody has feelings, but I don't want them to see me abused. First of all, I'm not going to allow abuse. I want them to know love. And I want them to know that they can have arguments. They can have disagreements, but it's never okay for your partner to put their hands on you. It's never okay. It's never okay to make your partner feel less than because you are disagreeing with them. I want them to know it's okay to leave if some if they feel disrespected in a relationship. Okay. So protecting them, I feel like the only way to protect your children from major trauma. Because, listen, they can fall off a bike and be dramatized. Trauma is very, is very, I don't know how to say it. You can be traumatized by anything. You can get traumatized by a bird flying near you and you be like, oh, my God, I'm scared of birds for the rest of my life. You know? But when it comes to major trauma, like... S A um depression, death, abuse, all of that, you can have conversations with your children, young, while they're growing, any age, and make sure it's not harsh. Make sure they just understand you, make sure it's kind. But make sure you are having these conversations with your children to protect your children and to make your children aware 
that things in life can happen and not everything and not everyone in the world is good because there is some evil people in this world. And there is a lot of evilness in this world. Okay? So, you have to protect your children. And I feel like the best way to protect your children from trauma is having conversations with them, having very deep conversations with them, letting letting them get their emotions out, letting them tell you how they feel, letting them ask you questions and you answering it respectfully. Okay? So... I don't know what else to talk about, y'all. But this was just part one. Part two, I'm bringing in some parents. Okay? Some real parents and asking them real deep questions. I told y'all this podcast was going to get deep. And I didn't cry this time. It's a lot of podcasts I cried. They sound horrible. But, yes, y'all, I am... Around nature. So if you heard an airplane flying, or if you heard my voice getting like higher in certain senses, it's because airplanes were definitely flying. And I was trying not to make, I was trying to make y'all, make sure y'all did not hear, hear them. But yes, y'all, more episodes coming soon. Also, Girl Talk Tendencies, the book club. Girl Talk Tendencies, the book club, y'all. First book is being announced literally tomorrow. I'm about to add a lot of people. So, yeah. Um, Remember, $25 sponsorships. Hit me up. Y'all, this was a very deep but great conversation today. Just me, y'all. Like I said, this part one, part two is coming soon. Follow me on all social media platforms, Kiana LaRose, K-E-Y-O-N-N-A-L-A-R-O-S-E. Okay, honey. Um, I really want to announce this, but I got to have some more conversations with some people. But it's an announcement coming very, 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 very soon. Okay, y'all, so I'm excited about that. I will see y'all later. Bye.